hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on it so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com drink. That's rosettastone.com drink. Are you the type of person who loves to treat yourself? You know, sometimes you just want to buy yourself a coffee, a fancy coffee. Sometimes you want to get a little extra legroom on the plane. You know what I mean? So if you ever treat yourself to the top options, other places like that, then why are we settling when we're finding a doctor? I know it's easy to fall into that rut, but your health is so important. Enter ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a place where you can find and book tens of thousands of top tier doctors, all with verified patient reviews. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. There's no more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. You know we hate that. And these doctors all have verified reviews from actual real patients. You can filter specifically for ones who take your insurance, which is so helpful. You can see who's located near you and who's available and who can treat basically any condition you're searching for. Plus, a typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. When I moved to LA years ago, I discovered ZocDoc because I was so tired of having to call all these different offices and wait. It took hours sometimes to figure out which doctor in town could help me and which one took my insurance, but not anymore with ZocDoc. I was able to find everything from a psychiatrist to a GI doctor, and I did that all through ZocDoc. And the app has only gotten better over time. I still use it. I still love it. I always recommend it to people, whether you have phone anxiety like me or not. It couldn't get easier to find a doctor with ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash drink and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash drink. ZocDoc.com slash drink. Happy New Year! New Year's Eve is here! No, New Year's Eve has passed, my friend. New Year's this is Eve New Year's was Day. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, man, did that that didn't sound right to you musically? No, you're running my song into the ground. It's got to be used a very special occasion. If we sing it every week, what about New Year's Day is here? Yeah, that's the best one so far. Okay, but then you never have to hear it again for, until like twelve months. From well, now. You're gonna say months. you're gonna say Flag Day, Arbor Day is here in a minute. You're gonna say. I don't know. You're gonna you're gonna say our birthdays are here. You know, you're, this is a very special occasion song. It's an annual tradition. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bad energy that I'm dragging us into the new year with, and I'm, well, I my do first apologize. thought. My first thought was I would have to know when Flag Day was to even piss you off first so yeah i'll have to sure. i'll have to get that on the calendar and then we'll see what happens on that it, okay if the flag day have, uh, if flag day falls on a listener's episode day i will sing it but I think I arbor day sounds better because it has two syllables arbor day okay good to know so i have permission on arbor day no you don't okay well okay Ah, happy new year. <laughs> happy new year. Aren't we all thrilled to be together once again, starting off strong into 2023. 
Who knows what the year holds? We are not going to make predictions because they never go as anticipated. And not only that, but they just go absolutely on their ass. Like they, yeah. it's not, it's not even that it doesn't come true. It's just the no. it's opposite day. Um, yeah. Opposite day. Yikes. Hmm. Well, hmm. good luck to everyone. That's all I'm going to say. Just, I hope everyone's good. Here's the thing that has not changed. Every first of the month, we read stories that you send in to us about ghosts, about true crimes, and Eva selects them. We don't know them ahead of time. And then we read them to each other and you. Yeah. And to you and you and you and you and me and me and, and you. We're all holding hands across the world. Oh, well, um, is there I Eva usually um, will look for a certain category, but I think this this time around Eva just went, you know what? I'm here for the creeps. And yep. She said there's not really a general theme. It's just kind of creeps and scariness. So so I'm I'm happy. I am. Would you like to go first? Or would you like me to go first? I think you should go first. Oh, as is tradition. As is tradition, but I feel like usually when I give you the option, you go, I'll go first. Hmm. Nah, I'll let Not you Not today, go. though. Not today. You want me to be the first story of the entire year? <gasps> yes, I do. Ah, okay. I'll take it. Okay, so this is from Julie, who's a she, her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns, Julie. And the subject is haunted Christmas ornament. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Ooh. I love Which that. Feels, it feels very on par for us because are very on brand for us in this exact moment because it actually isn't even christmas for us yet so we're still in the christmas spirit and to get a haunted christmas story is very much what i wanted yeah we are still trying to prepare ourselves for christmas i will say i thought you were gonna say it's very on brand for us because christmas is over and we're still talking about it which also is pretty on brand for us also on brand (laughs) also on brand um but no, that is not what I meant, but I, I do mean it now, actually. So uh, this is Julie's story. Hi, love the podcast. To the point. Last Christmas, which at the time of reading this means 2021, mm-hmm. we were decorating our Christmas tree. And among our ornaments, I found that none of us, myself, husband, and two teenage kids, had ever seen this ornament before. <gasps> Spooky. I already love hate it. Yeah. It was a black Scotty dog with a red plaid scarf. I'm not even there. And I know exactly the image that we're talking about. Totally. It's the most Christmas. I don't know how Scottish terriers became like the dog logo of Christmas stuff. You know, I think the plaid does it. It's a good point. That's a great tartan. I don't know. Tartan. Oh, Buffalo. Well, Buffalo every now and then Buffalo plaid. Yeah. I don't know if that's Um, very Scottish though. I think Buffalo is a very mm. in North America thing. I feel like, though, if I had a Scottish Terrier, I would ruin their culture and put a buffalo plaid Absolutely. on. Absolutely, I'd find a way to ruin it. I always do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, that little dog was on the ornament. The ornament didn't have a tag and looked to be handmade out of <gasps> needle-felted wool. Whoa. It was quite large, probably about four inches long. And we think, uh, or, and we tried to think if anyone had given it to us, and we were all certain we had never seen it before. I took pictures of it and sent it to a few family members and none of them had ever seen it either. Mm. One of my kids wanted to yeet it to into the woods. Love it. <laughs> my husband, who is not a superstitious man, wanted to burn it. Oh, Ooh, which I feel like burning could actually make that's things not worse. good. It, I was going to say, it's not even good if you are superstitious. That, that's usually like a bad move. Well, then Julie goes on to say, I got a horrible, ominous feeling when we <gasps> talked about burning it. 
Yes, good, 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 good. Listen to your gut, my friend. I'm familiar with the black dog symbolism, and the whole thing made me feel yuck. I didn't even didn't even think to me I that didn't it was think a, of that either. Because usually I think of it as being a big black lab or something, not a uh, yeah Scottish terrier, <laughs> some sort of like crazy big shepherd or yeah, something. some mutt dog. I said something like, "What if it curses us if we <gasps> do something to it?" Which freaked us all the fuck out. So as a family, we unanimously agreed to hang it on our tree, which I can't tell if that's better or worse than I, like. Yeah. Because like hanging, it almost feels like now you're inviting it. Or yeah. Ex- like you've accepted it. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yes, agreed. But I also get it because it's like, well, if you throw it away, like that's probably somehow worse. Yeah. Oh, oh, I would just be like, okay, I leave you with love and light at Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> For someone else's problem. Uh, after Christmas, I distinctly remember packing it up with the rest of our ornaments and thinking to myself, well, I guess I'll see you next Christmas. Which, by the way, next Christmas is this year, so I'm <gasps> guessing that's where the story takes us. Uh-oh. Fast forward to just a few days ago. <gasps> I am a psychic. Okay. Fast forward forward to a few days ago when we put up our tree. We finished hanging all the ornaments and I hadn't come across the dog. I like how you knew to look for the dog this time. Yeah. I asked anyone if, or asked everyone if they had seen it or hung it up and they had not. No one had seen the dog ornament. Now we only have three small boxes of ornaments, which all fit onto on our tree each year. And all those boxes were all emptied. So I know we didn't (gasps) miss it. I checked and rechecked just in case. I unpacked the one box of decorations we have, and it wasn't in there either. It freaking vanished. Here's the weirdest part. I looked back in my camera roll for pictures of the dog ornament, and there aren't any. What? Even weirder, there are no pictures of our Christmas tree. (gasps) I always take dozens of photos of our tree from all angles on the day we set it up. I can look back to any year except last year and find probably 50 tree pictures. My pictures from last year include our family at the Christmas tree farm where we cut our tree and a close-up of the Chuck Norris action figure we put in our tree each year. That's it. Not a single picture what of the, the finished fuck? tree. There were a few pictures from Christmas Day that show the tree in the background, and I've carefully zoomed in on each one looking for the dog, and it's not in any of the <gasps> photos. If my whole family didn't remember this, I would have thought it was a dream or something, but we all remember it vividly. I don't know where it came from or where it went, but hopefully we avoided any bad bad luck by respectfully hanging it on our tree last yeah. year all of a sudden now i'm pro hanging it on the tree yeah no. <laughs> well yeah now we know it worked i wonder where it went next do you think to oh. another family who needed a, less- a christmas lesson well what's the fucking lesson i don't know it- hang me on the tree i don't know <laughs> i have no idea i'm like i wonder is that the end of the story but that's the, way? End of the, that's oh, the end okay. of the story thank you julie i wonder if like, can you go back through texts with family where you've texted the photo of it and say and said, like, hey, do you recognize this? Like, check if those texts oh. from last Christmas are still in, in there. You know, yeah, maybe there's th- even proof that you've ever mentioned it. Yeah. And maybe the photos will still be in the text messages. I don't know. It's worth checking. You know, it's so weird. It's one thing when we talk about items that just like magically appear in front of you that like it's almost as if they've been conjured or something. But it's usually an item that you're already attached to and we're looking for in the first place or yes. something that meant something to somebody. But like for it to just appear to an entire family with no reference also, and no context. Four inches is really like a big ornament. That's a that's like Funko Pop size. That's yeah. like that's like your phone is like six inches. That's like I a think. solid so that's, size ornament. 
you don't and also the fact that everyone remember it was it was handmade so yeah. now i'm like oof is the uh, that freaks me out more because i'm like if it was handmade who put this little spell on it that it's just popping around to different houses and like i gotta say check the grill for any sign of that plaid scarf in case your your <laughs> husband went a, a dig in one night and decided to actually it burn it without <laughs> yeah. telling him yeah when you probably got snoopy about it this year he was like oh my god i don't know i don't, get I don't shit play it cool play it cool play it cool <laughs> it's, it's haunted yeah i wonder and maybe like for all we know maybe it was like if it was a ghost ornament maybe that little dog just wanted a home for christmas and then it didn't need you anymore like Aww. maybe it's maybe it's something sweet but also like keep your guard up girl because like yeah I, I don't want to i don't want you to accidentally welcome it back and we are talking about it quite a lot actually so and um, i'd like to ask too like did anything happen last yeah. year like did somebody pass did was it an mm. omen of something or yeah i don't know maybe it was just a friendly thing and when you felt bad about putting it in the fire it was like don't hurt me because i'm a friendly dog ornament yeah and my first thought was like oh well maybe someone took it off the tree but you remember packing it away yeah 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 i don't know that's very that's weird. weird well keep us updated i wonder if it'll ever come back yeah. Uh, by the way, um, to, to the entire um higher worlds um and other realms, I'm not interested in finding this ornament if it's popping around to different homes now. I don't need it on my tree. Maybe oh, I'll take move. it. Okay. Hey. Okay. I'm so fine with that. Okay. By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um, so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department love that thing and that's why we drink listeners can get 15 percent off their first order at burrow.com slash drink that's burrow b-u-r-r-o-w dot com slash drink for 15 percent off burrow.com slash drink shopping for humans is hard but shopping for your dog is easy thanks to bark every month they deliver toys and treats just for your pup because they deserve to be spoiled at bark they send your dog a whole new collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month whether it's their fun plush toys from BarkBox or their ultra-tough toys from Super Chewer, they give your dog exactly what they want. And for a limited time, they'll double your first box for free. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com drink. That's right, you can sign up now at BarkBox.com drink for this exclusive offer. This ad is now over. Let's go back to petting our dogs. Okay, so this is the next email. It's called Haunted Planes Do Exist. <gasps> dun, dun, oh, dun. I think we've talked about Haunted Planes a few times now. That we have. We are you have. Like, if you die on a plane, are you a ghost in the sky? Oh my gosh, what do you do? You're just floating around eating peanuts? Can you come back down or are you just stuck in the clouds forever? But not, that, not, 
far enough into the clouds that you're in heaven. Right, you know? <laughs> right, right. Like, am I just in the in-between? Can I? Anyway, here, I'll read this. Hi, Eva and friends. My name is Izzy, they, them. I was listening to episode 302, where at one point, Em and Christine wonder where ghosts from plane crashes go. While I don't have a personal experience, plane crashes have long been a fascination of mine, and these two stories creep me the hell out as a kid. I want to apologize in advance to anyone listening to this on the plane right now. I ha you have my permission to switch episodes, because sometimes <laughs> I will be listening to an episode and they'll talk about plane crashes, and I think, I don't need Time this go. energy. Yeah, Time I'm going to gonna go. come back to this later when I land, and I'm safe on the ground. Yes. Okay, so... Uh, they say, these two stories creep me the hell out as a kid. Each also provides a different haunting theory, so to speak. So these are Ooh. like, oh my gosh. So Izzy literally put together two little like paragraphs on each of these haunted plane crashes. So, oh wow. Okay. I love this. This is like notes for me. Here we go. The first is Eastern Airlines Flight 401. Eastern Airlines Flight 401 crashed into the Florida Everglades in December of 1972, killing 101 of the 176 people on board. Oh, my God. Portions of the aircraft were salvaged, allegedly for reuse in other aircrafts. It was on one such aircraft that, the following year, a senior flight attendant noticed a man in full uniform seated in first class appearing dazed. When the flight attendant got closer, he noticed that it was Captain Bob Loft, a longtime veteran of Eastern Airlines and the deceased pilot of Flight 401. <gasps> Shut up. I just got goose cam. Oh, my God. This wasn't the only sighting either. A flight attendant on another plane opened an overhead storage compartment only to see Bob Loft's face. Christine. Looking back at her. What? <sighs> Why is your face up there? Like, I don't know. Get down Bob. there. Get down from there, Bob. I That's guess if for... you're a ghost pilot, there's only so many things you can do on the plane. Eventually, you're going to get bored, you know? Yeah, just... got to climb in there. See what it's you, really like. We've all you wondered. Know, you know what he was doing? What? He was snooping through someone's luggage. He's got to be. And by the way, I can tell you uh, with enough of my flight attendant friends that they actually do climb into those. Uh... Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like you've shown me a picture. They, I mean, not for work or anything, but like in their free time, like I've, my friends have sent me pictures of them just like sleeping and lounging, the, fake sleeping in the, in the baggage space. Yeah. But I, but yeah, he had to have been snooping through someone's bag. You I would be. be. He got caught red handed, you know? I like it. He was like, I'm going to take my own head off of my ghost body just because that's the only one that's going to fit. The peepers got to look around. I don't need the rest of me right now. I just yeah. need the, I just need the old look look a roo you know i need the old peepers to look through somebody's <laughs> baggage stuff so it says to only to see bob Loft's face looking back at her and then parentheses izzy says no thanks like why was this whole grown-ass man ghost tucked up in there already we, told already, you. we already told you <laughs> the snooping an entire cockpit crew once noticed that second officer don repo the flight engineer on flight 401 was suddenly sitting amongst them he warned them of a faulty electrical circuit before vanishing. Don's face was also seen in an oven door reflection, and he was once spotted fixing an oven with unknown success. The story goes that <laughs> with unknown success. I like that. I like, that oh. means that there, if your oven ever breaks, maybe it was pilot Bob just stopping by to fix it when to it wasn't broken. Because yeah. he thought it needed fixing, and now you have a broken oven. Poor Don. The story goes that all of the salvaged parts were eventually replaced by non-haunted parts and the ghosts of Bob and Don were never seen again. Oh, wow. Isn't so that they amazing were that they were attached to like attached. the part, the pieces of the plane? Like the whole plane. With. That's so crazy. Like what if it was like, what if there was one screw left? Would they have known, yeah. you know? 
Yeah. You know, I've heard those. I think they talked on Astonishing Legends about Eastern Airlines Flight 401. And it was so creepy to hear them say, like, we couldn't figure out why people were seeing ghosts on this plane. And then they found out that pieces of it were used from that plane crash, which is so scary. Which I wonder if that is, like... I don't know where you go after like your spirit is no longer attached to items around here. I mean, like unless all of that stuff went into an incinerator, it just got moved to a different plane. Right. Or like it just got thrown yeah, away. Or a so, junkyard. Yes. Yeah, so are they now haunting a junkyard or yeah, like, it makes like, you when wonder. does it stop? Is it because they're being used again for their purpose? And that's why oh. is it, are they attached to all the pieces of the plane? Is it just like, maybe it's just like the, the remnants of their energy. Like it's not really them. It's just like yeah. they're, essence i don't know or if it's like if there's i mean how many parts are to a plane a whole lot and if they're all being spread out does that mean they're now haunting like 60 random planes yeah i don't know i don't know wow so many questions um here's the second one it says in 1979 american airlines flight 191 went down in a field just minutes after takeoff from chicago's o'hare airport oh god Killing all 271 people on board i mean geez this is like my biggest fear yeah The wreckage came to rest right at the edge of a mobile home park. Within hours of the crash, while rescue workers were still on the scene, people in the mobile home park began to hear knocks on their doors and windows, (gasps) only to find no one was there. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Everybody on board was killed. Oh, my God. I have goose cam. Over weeks and months, the noises escalated into rattling doorknobs like someone was trying to get inside and footsteps coming up the metal front stairs. A few residents opened their doors to find people standing there worried and confused, muttering about their luggage or their connecting flight. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Which was probably the last few minutes of them before they boarded those planes. What they were thinking of and what they were... Oh, gosh. If that's my... I mean, that's my personal hell. You're stuck like... Asking about your connecting flight in an airport? I mean, jeez. But also, like, can you imagine an entire neighborhood all of a sudden now being plagued with ghosts? Because there happened to be, like, such an event that happened in your area. nearby? Yeah. And now, like, all the... Now all the ghosts, all the neighbors are just like, geez, like now we just, we're all fucking haunted. We're infiltrated. We didn't even, this wasn't even supposed to happen. Man, that is so spooky. Um, One resident was approached late at night by a gentleman who smelled strongly of gasoline and had steam coming off of his clothes. The stranger (gasps) told the resident he needed to make an emergency phone call. That's so sad. And then, and then like, oh, and and then then he vanished. vanished. Yeah. I was going to say, and then what happens? Like, do you let him in your house? Yeah, I guess, I guess said, okay, you can use my Mm. phone and then vanished. Residents also reported hearing cries from the empty field and dogs would stand at the edge of it and just bark endlessly at something <gasps> no one could see. That just makes me really That's so fucking sad. sad because it's like, are they stuck? Like, how do we help I think them it's a, out? I think it's interesting because like a lot of times when we hear ghost stories, we immediately want to freak out. But like when you know the context of how those <sighs> ghosts were created, it's like all it's of a sudden the, em- the empathy completely switches over because yeah. you know that none of the at least you know none of the ghosts are harmful they're just confused and they're scared just, but then it's, it's like how so do you even help sad. them yeah that's, i wish that's, i could do something i feel like that neighborhood like that town council should bring in like a like well-renowned medium to talk yeah. to them or something and be like it, it's time you gotta yeah, go something traumatic happened and like i'm sure that that would be confusing if you were suddenly 
dead and you were like not sure what happened i mean Mm. oof okay yikes well izzy says anyway good thing i didn't send that until y'all were done traveling for the tour thank you izzy thank you izzy (laughs) i was at the atlanta show and had the absolute time of my life especially because i was sitting right by m's mom god bless you I had no idea who she was and was texting my friend like, OMG, there are these wild mummies here who just went balls to the walls. Lots of love, Izzy. (laughs) That is my mother. Balls to the wall. Uh, Like have photos of M taped to their bodies. But uh, yes. Well, I'm glad that you saw two people in their late 50s, early 60s and went, wow, I'm so glad that we have such a diverse crowd and didn't even (laughs) wonder, didn't even think, oh, that one looks a lot like M. That's so Uh, cute. No, I, it's very, I'm, I'm sure you, thank you for dealing with her because I couldn't in the moment, as you know. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember when, oh, so they probably figured out who it was when you said, oh, my mom's here. Cause remember you had yeah, Linda stand and, up and then Izzy probably when, had like a bit of a heart attack. It. <laughs> that explains it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for, um, you know, watching my mom for me while I couldn't. So, cause I, uh, I do get nervous about her with a certain amount of alcohol in her system yeah, when she's dressed yeah. like a mummy at a Halloween show where people are giving her an ego boost of her lifetime. Yeah. So. Yeah. She's going to carry that well into the future. She still talks about it. So if Izzy, if you were involved in the creation of that, um, brava, brava. And also that it Stop didn't it. help. It didn't help. <laughs> It's now I still have to I still have to hear about it. Okay. Um well thank you so much, Izzy. Uh our next story is from Deb, not the web. Damn but it. I I will say that Deb uses they them pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. And I am very happy to meet an, a fellow baby. Two babies in a row. Yeah, yeah. And also, Deb, if you are a web, I would like to know about that. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, you should probably specify, please. If you have a best friend named Skylar, that would be really convenient for us. For me. So yeah. Yeah, for Christine. The subject is my English teacher was a sus Christine. What? My English teacher was a suspect for the watcher house. <gasps> Stop it. I shan't. Here we go. <laughs> oh my God. Hi, Eva M. Christine. My name is Deb, not the web. It Thank says you. that? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, how do you know M? But I guess if they specified. They made sure to let me know, um, which I appreciate because I was still on the fence. Could have been yeah. a web. We don't know. Could have written this letter like Charlotte's Web, just kind of kept, <gasps> kept typing away. Uh, my name is Deb, not the Web, and I use they them pronouns. I've been listening to your show while I had. I'm so sorry. What? While I had stitches over my eyelids <gasps> in 2019. What the F? I was healing from double eyelid surgery. Oh, I've heard about this. Yes. I. Didn't know where we were going with that. All I saw was stitches over my it eyelids. It sounds like Coraline when you it say it sounds like that. sounds like saw. I was yeah. like, what is going on? Um, but then Deb says, don't worry. It's extremely common for South Koreans. Half my family got it. Yes. And I know people who have as well. And I was looking for podcasts because I couldn't open my eyes to watch TV. <laughs> oh, oh, you poor thing. Deb. Oh, not the web, but certainly the person I, I feel for uh, yeah, right now. I feel for you. Uh turns out your podcast is much scarier when your eyes are closed the whole time <laughs> because it's easier to visualize the story That's i also saw i also saw here for the booze in san francisco right before the pandemic and both of you did a spectacular job That's so oh, nice thank That's you so nice um anyway some hometown related lore and then there is a content warning for um suicide so there is that in case you would like mm. to skip the story 
I grew up next to Westfield, New Jersey, which is where the Watcher House was located. For those who are unfamiliar, it was that home that started getting vaguely threatening anonymous letters in the mid-2010s. The story was pretty personal for a lot of my friends at the time who either lived a few blocks away or took piano lessons next door to that house. Oh, shit. I would be so paranoid every second that you saw the person. Yeah. Even my high school friend who interned at the county courthouse was working on the case as well. We would beg her to break her uh, NDA for Intel. (laughs) But she, and here we call it a friend DA, as in like, oh, like maybe you could tell your friends, even though you're not supposed to. Oh, wait. They said that? The friend DA? They're they're calling it a friend DA. Oh, I love that. That's so clever. But she always refused, so she wouldn't break the NDA. Meanwhile, I'm like constantly breaking my NDA to you. Constantly. Um, (laughs) uh anyway fast forward to 2022 and the netflix series the watcher releases in october did you watch it no i did how was it Mm. Mm. it was kind of meh it was like they were trying to make it really scary like more like shock value than it was but then they didn't really commit hard enough to that that was my opinion and it was sort of like some of it was real and then some of it was like absolute fiction which i feel like is fine but like they didn't lean into that hard enough to make it because then at the end they were like anyway this is an unsolved story and i'm like well you made so much of it up you might as well have come up with like a an fantastical ending yeah i just felt a little disappointed by it i guess i I should say i feel like if um the if it was narrated by the way you told the story the first time i ever heard about it that shit was scary so like i think that's what bothered me too is like so much of it is already so scary and then they like fabricated you don't need the so fanfare. much yeah and it was like a little much where i was like okay like this is we're pushing the envelope here yeah you could just tell the story and we'll be properly it's freaked very out very scary in and of itself yeah like honestly if that's what my thought always is with like producers and stuff i'm like clearly it was scary enough that right. you wanted to like option this yeah so like why do you need to make it scarier you already knew it was scary and i get like exaggerating or like just like kind of making some elements like combining characters to make it easier or whatever but like some of the stuff was like fully made up and to and then to not really and then to pretend like oh anyway this all happened like that and there was no ending i don't know i I'm, i'm worried that you're about to tell me that uh they loved the story that deb the web not the web loved the story and i just we'll find out we'll find out i'm sure we'll find out okay so 2022 the netflix series the watcher releases in october christine feels five out of ten about it yeah uh to be honest i didn't watch it because it felt too real and i heard it was a disappointing show (laughs) okay it was I, i i also read a bunch of reviews to make sure i wasn't the only one okay perfect well Anyway, through the grapevine, I found out that not only my senior year English teacher was a major suspect, but also he was featured on the show by a different actor for a whole episode. Yeah, they had that was one of the suspects. So apparently, I don't know if this means anything to you, but episode six was okay. A a different an actor. Yeah, there was an English teacher that they like brought into the show. Okay, that's I didn't know that that was actually real. That part. Yeah, well, there now you know at least one thing is true. Yeah, there you go. and uh and deb not the web was once their student that is so interesting okay roger kaplan as his name was altered on the show would tell his classes that he wrote more than 50 letters to a certain house in westfield and had his students write letters to any house they loved as an assignment 
I never got that project, but I was in the last class he taught when he retired in 2014, the same time the Watcher case began. Oh, so maybe <gasps> he was like, I need to this not This is do not that. the time. <laughs> His brother also lived down the block from the home. Ooh, so that does make it weird. That does make it a yeah. bit of a suspicious thing. And for all we know, I mean, like, I think that is kind of a bit of a weird assignment, but I do see, like, the the pure intention of it. If yeah. It, if, if he was never actually the person, uh, I could see like, oh, just like write a letter to something you love and like, let's just pick houses in t- the town or something. Is there a house you have a really good memory at and like write about it? Mm-hmm. I could see it. But also, yeah, that is very on the in nose. In the context, it's like mm, a little too close. For a comfort. little too close for me to not wonder. Yeah. Wow. If he, if he really is innocent, he must be like, wow, that was that makes me look so bad. It's this like is... the worst possible. And it was a house right down from his brother. So he's definitely yeah. seen the house. Well, I don't Man. know how true this is. And I assume they're going to tell Deb's going to tell us. But um, in the show, it, it, they made it out as like he spent time there as a kid and always mm. loved the house. And then he was obsessed with it. But I mean, that might all be. Fiction. i don't know either way i mean that's he really had to lose so much sleep over it, like it makes wow, you that's wonder, like, not a cute look could it be one of his students who like oh. did the assignment and then went i'm into this and i'm gonna keep doing it one of his students dead like, who took it too far no no i'm okay, never okay. did it <laughs> stop deb i swear although it would be the perfect crime deb not the web to uh reach out to us and it seems like say it wasn't crime. you you know it seems like a terrible way to get it out of a crime but okay but either way that is actually a really because i mean maybe he did inspire the idea yeah, yeah. right Ooh. weird Either, but then he would lose sleep about that too he'd be like oh god not a good look um nope. nope okay so apparently the show portrayed him accurately from what i was told you hear about him as the cool teacher the students admired mm-hmm. but when you get to know him through the episode he gets a little creepy and pretty unlikable mm-hmm. this was all true in real life he definitely picked favorites who were mostly conventionally pretty white girls Ugh. and bake cookies for them <gasps> Ew. yuck like he did with an acquaintance of mine oh gosh so you've got uh, the real intel that's the friend da i want to know yeah, about. that's the Hang friend on. da indeed uh, he was that teacher that would say fuck you verbatim to the AP syllabus and gave us interesting writing assignments like making a playlist, a screen bill, uh, screenplay. So writing letters to a house was not out of the ordinary for him. I did always appreciate the teachers who was like, I'm not going to follow the, the unique syllabus. assignments. Yeah, me too. He also had his students write journal entries for his assignments, which he would not only grade, but also evidently take inspiration from for his own YA novels. What? What is going on? If you think that was upsetting, wait till I say that Mr. Kaplan was big enough that he was once a regular guest on NPR (gasps) and that one of his books became a movie with Zac Efron, which was directed by the guy who made the film Boyhood. So imagine what... So imagine what else he could do with our stories. Yeah. Ooh, that feels like he's like stealing IP. Yeah. That feels like. That's not cool, man. Can you imagine though being the, like the English teacher that's already cool. And like, granted there, I am aware of the slimy parts that I've already discussed here, but to be a teacher that's known to be the cool teacher, you do all the cool assignments and then you like use that information for movies that have starred Zac Efron now yeah. and you're on NPR. Yeah. You're certainly not a normal teacher. That's... No, you're definitely like in the top tier. Yeah. And either you look really teachers. cool or someone seeing through it and going, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it, at that least would, memorable. That would be the guy. I mean, if I were a, like a detective, I'd be like, this guy's too interesting to not be on our suspect list. For like, sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, 
At this point, you can figure out Roger Kaplan's in real life name with two clicks because a few websites wrote about his connection to the Watcher House. Uh, but anyway, I wrote my journal entry once about <gasps> attempting to die by suicide. <gasps> um, and I got a B on the paper. What? And he would never, and he never said a word to me you about can't get it. A B on a journal entry? That's not fair. You also can't get a B on a journal entry about that, yeah, and then also exactly. not like talk to your student and be like, "Are you okay?" That's bad. Wow, that's oh really my God. bad. And then a movie starring Zac Efron came out the following year. <laughs> right after that happened, if that happened to me, and then I, if I wrote something that vulnerable to a teacher that I thought was really cool, and then like. Like maybe I could rely on them. And then I got a B on a, on the, probably the most emotional thing I've ever written down and then didn't get checked on. Yeah. I would have some resentment. Oh, and then for sure. And then he's like, Oh, I'm going on NPR. No big deal. Also pretty conventional white girl. Let me bake you some cookies. Yeah. So, so bad. Very quickly. It it switches in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. For years. I thought it was him being professional until I looked him ignoring Mm -hmm. their cries uh wow that's just so sad i'm so sorry deb not the web for years i thought it was him being professional until i learned later that he stopped one of my friends a pretty white girl favorite of his after class for having an eating disorder sorry Uh. trigger warning to ed um he stopped her after class for that to tell her how he was so sorry for her situation oh boy so he's just picking and choosing who he's gonna express concern about so he didn't give a shit about uh, their about their attempt but cared about this random person's or this other students yeah uh and i want to emphasize that i'm not comparing our circumstances i'm just saying no high school teacher should just pick and choose Mm. who to offer mental health help yeah that's not how that works sorry yeah not even like a recommendation for them to go to like the the school clinic or Or like put them in touch with somebody or tell it tell it faculty tell a family anything yeah he also had us write letters to everyone in the class before graduation, including one to him, if oh, we God. liked. And it turns out he used those letters addressed to him as testimonials <gasps> to his character on his website. No. Ooh, what a it's, motherfucker. It's exploitative, especially because he technically runs a small business as a professional writer. Oh, God. Of course. Oh, yeah, because he's literally making YA novels that are yeah. getting optioned for movies. Yeah. Anyway, I used to admire him so much. Yes, even with the journal entries, I felt like I had to work extra hard to impress the coolest teacher in school. I think we've school. all been there. We've all been there. And looking now, back, it feels cringy, and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. wow. They, yeah. Just just desperate for affirmation. Approval, you know? yeah. But now thinking about him and his actions years later, even before the Watcher case, would spiral me into deep anger and resentment. Aww. I definitely want to see the Netflix show even less now. Yeah. It's also worth mentioning that my... Uh, again suicidal urges ended years ago i'm very proud of you that's good. great that's very good um and that i'm doing perfectly well yay no okay, thanks good. to that asshole no thanks but i'm a freelance illustrator and graphic novelist in brooklyn <gasps> and i live with a rescue cat named marley who only has four teeth oh my god i love her i i don't know marley but i love her and all of her four teeth i love um her. My first graphic novel is a memoir called In Limbo. Holy shit. That's publishing March 2023. <gasps> that is actually about my time in high school as a depressed Korean American. I know is, yeah. <laughs> I know M is more of a comics person, so I would love to send them and Christine if she'd like an advanced copy. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Uh, Roger Kaplan was almost featured in the book too, but I figured even <gasps> before the Netflix show that he doesn't need any more exposure. Great point. 
Uh, that's it for now. Maybe next time I'll tell you about my three years in an internet mermaid cult. <laughs> oh. Or about the time my ex-friend's parents accidentally introduced a demon into their home via an eBay purchase during <gasps> our senior year. Haunted doll? Best wishes, Deb, not the web. Whoa. Um, yeah, Deb, I'd like both of those stories, please, and thanks. You know, we've talked about this before, having an episode that's just like, another day. That's a story for another day. I'll tell yeah, you about X, Y, Z. We should definitely have an another day episode. Maybe that'll be the theme I request for February. If you ever just just go into Gmail and type in that's for another day and you'll get about 3000 stories. No, But I don't want those. I want the ones that they mentioned were for another day. Yes, yes, yes. So now if you're going to write in, if you've ever written in and you said, but that's a story for another day, or you said, I'll send that in another time. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe consider sending that now. And this could be the other time. Yeah. The, in the subject, you can write today's today. Today's the other time. time. Now's the time. Now's Now's the day. Now's the time figure it out you'll f- you'll Today, come up with something more clever than that's that. for another day today's another today's, today's the day today's the another day nope hmm. it's fine you'll figure it out just write something like that okay <laughs> okay you know when you've got the holidays the new year and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind especially if you run a small business it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things but stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies for 25 years now stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses whether they're mailing out checks invoices legal documents books podcast branded koozies maybe that's just us or anything else get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code drink this episode is brought to you by progressive where drivers who save by switching save nearly 750 dollars on average plus auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts quote now at progressive.com to see if you could save Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Um, okay, so this one is from M. They, them. Ah, wait. What if I told you I just wrote those? I know. Well, it's called spending Cole's cash in the afterlife, so I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, 
I wouldn't be caught dead. No, I'm just kidding. I love cold <laughs> Yeah, cash. actually, I was like, oh, sorry. This is not bougie enough for you. One of my friends was uh, obsessed with the idea that Cole's cash was an insult. I don't totally understand it, but she had a real... Was that me? Because I used no. to... Oh, Renee and I used to do that. We had, like, these jokes where we would just insult people about Cole's cash. No, my friend, I think, just really... I think, she, uh, like, her older sister worked at Cole's or something. So she just, oh. like, grew up having a hatred for Cole's. And so every time I got something that I thought I thought looked really cool, but she didn't, she'd go, where'd you... What, how'd you pay for that with your Kohl's cash? Yeah, <laughs> it was like a weird insult in high school that we said. I don't know why. It's just I rude. Love, I think that's how you know you've grown up when you're like, layaway sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm like, Kohl's hello? cash is great. Oh, tell me the problem. Uh, okay, hello all. I'm Ember, and I just want to quickly say I love you both and everything you do, though I am a thousand percent team milkshake. Now, Aww. let's just crack into it. Thank you, Ember. I live in a town in central New Jersey. Yes, there is a central Jersey. And we are home to a super creepy abandoned mall. (sighs) It makes me a little sad because it used to be my go-to hangout spot in middle and high school. Though once I got rid of the sun coast and the hot topic, there wasn't much reason to go there anymore. I was still... I was still a little disappointed to see the downfall over the years. Understandable. You know, it, it is. It's like end of an era kind of. You hot know. topic. I still... I am 30 years old and I do not go to a mall and not go into their hot topic before I leave. You have to. I have to. I love a hot topic. I you love can... a Spencer's. I know I won't there's really few things I'll ever buy there, but for the nostalgia I like to go in and feel like I'm about to get like carded for going into the Did like you know the... Sp- What? Did you know Spencer's own Spirit Halloween? Yes. Oh, damn. I thought that was oh. a cool fun fact I found out. It is um, a fun fact. It makes sense when you think about it. It does. It's like, it's it like, does. Oh. Uh we just read reviews of hot topics on Beach Two Sandy, so you know. Fun. You listen to that, M. A hot, a hot topic, or a, was it a hot mess? It was a. It was. It was both. It was. It both. was the hot topic of that episode. I assume it was, and that is not the first time that joke has been made. Sorry Damn to it. say. I'm That's sorry. okay. Now we've both disappointed ourselves. It's what else is new? Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I was still a little disappointed to see the downfall over the years. You know it's bad when they tear down multiple walls to put in a gigantic gym with big glass walls overlooking all of the other empty storefronts. Yeah, it's not good. On the far end of the mall, there's a Kohl's. It's the only thing that's still open. The rest of the mall is slowly being torn down piece by piece, and the big glass doors in the Kohl's that used to open up to the mall are closed and locked, but you can still look through them and watch the mall decay. Jeez. Oh, this is depressing. Imagine working at that Kohl's and, like, first of all, the walk into into the Kohl's to, like, know the, like, like, I would imagine my lunch breaks, I would totally just fuck around in that empty fucking mall. Like, I would yeah. just feel like, oh, I'm just going to go explore. But it's or also like, disappointing because now you can't go eat, like, the Chinese food from the mall food court or, like, yeah, the but I'd, I'd, pack, I'd pack a Sammy and my little in a fanny pack or something, and I would just go look through all the old... I mean, literally, the back rooms. Like, that it looks be, like the It back would rooms. look like... The, and I bet you, you can still find remnants of, like, the Claire's or... Yeah, Ooh. like there's got to be one like product that like didn't make it into the bag in the truck and it's yes, just hanging right? on the floor. Some glitter, something. Ugh. Oh my God. And also I'm obsessed. I, I may have actually seen this mall before um, on Reddit because I followed their, the subreddit called Dead Malls. <gasps> and someone recently posted something saying it's this is, one was in Central Jersey. So Really? I mean, they all pretty much look exactly the same, but it's so fascinating. It I is actually, fascinating. I got hyper fixated one night on the names of all of the different tile designs from oh, the Lord. malls in the eighties. And that's been fun to go on dead malls and just try to like figure out which tiles were, which that's interesting. I'm, I'm mentally ill. Please continue with the story. Okay. 
So let's see. You can still look through them and watch them all decay. There are big potted plants that have been left there to die. <gasps> That's sad. You didn't even take the pots with you? Damn. Jeez. Strewn about the corridors of peeling tile. What kind? I don't. I couldn't tell you. I wasn't oh. there. Maybe Starburst? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is now stained green from the leaking ceiling. The doors to all of the old shops are covered with boards, and there are hefty nets of cobwebs hanging from the yellowing skylights. Ember's a writer, I'm pretty sure. Ember's name is Ember, so you that was <laughs> yeah, they were it. destined to be a writer. <laughs> you can see the particles of dust and debris hanging in the blue air, and last I looked through, I swear I saw a rat just wandering around the old pretzel stand. Oh, <laughs> Even the rat's like, where's my fucking food? Where the fuck? <laughs> All the ants would never, would never <laughs> defy me like this. No. All that being said, it's okay. All those products that they use are like never going to biodegrade. So there's probably still like cinnamon sugar on the ground. That's just perfectly fine to eat. Don't worry. Rat will be okay. Yeah. All that being said, I avoid this Kohl's like the plague, though the employees are always very nice. It's always understaffed. The people who shop there are generally not the most pleasant people. And if I'm being honest, the setting stings a little with nostalgia. And I can't help but take a few minutes to look through those doors and remember how great this mall used to be when I was young. But on this day, I had to stop at Kohl's because in my tiny little town, there are no other places to drop off Amazon returns. That's why I go to Kohl's. I used to drop off my... I didn't know they my, do that. They do. At least the one by me does. Um, well, that's how they must make their money. They're not making it from selling things in their department store. And so we walked... I remember I would bring my stuff in and then they would be like, every time you bring in an Amazon purchase, they would give you like a coupon. And I was like, thanks, but I really don't need anything from Coles. <laughs> like, I just like don't. You are, you are a middleman to me, Coles. Yeah, yeah. You do your purpose, and I appreciate that, but I don't need anything from here. Um, anyway, so, boxed up return in hand, I paused at the door, noticing the potted plants had finally dropped most of their brown leaves and headed to the back. It was uneventful. I gave the woman my return and headed to the bathroom. I had an appointment at the DMV in 45 minutes, and I really didn't want to get stuck in line while having to pee. Mm -hmm. I picked the stall all the way on the end. The store was empty enough. I figured taking the biggest stall wouldn't be a big deal. I would be in and out in a minute. But just as I was about to flush and pull up my pants, I heard the door open and someone rush into the stall closest to the door. And I froze. My public bathroom anxiety spiked. Mm. If I flushed, they would know I was here. And that's just unacceptable. Yeah. I heard, oh no, I heard the woman start violently puking. <gasps> it was an awful sound and I stayed silent trying to hold my breath. Oh my God. After a few um, seconds, the sound shifted from puking to an inhuman, wet, guttural groaning. Oh. Oh my God. Followed by a wheezing, raspy inhale, exhale, and then the groan again. Oh my God. It sounded like she was having some kind of seizure or asthmatic fit, but before I could say anything, I heard her leave the stall, not even bothering to flush the toilet, and I heard the wheezing get closer and closer. Absolutely not. Oh, my God. As well as the other stall doors being pushed open. <laughs> oh, my God. Shut up. Oh, my God. I'm so scared. <sighs> She was walking up the bathroom towards my stall. I stood up trying to pull up my pants as quickly as I could when she started violently shaking my door. I oh, my God. Differ. Oh, my God. I yelled out, hang on one second. I'll be right out, and then I can help you. But the second I opened my mouth, the room went silent. <gasps> Thinking she dropped dead or something right outside my stall, I unlocked and flung the door open, only to see that I was alone. Christine. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ember. Ember. What wow. The what the hell is the going writing, on? The writing, the goose cam is incredible. Goose cam right is now. hardcore right now. <sighs> the bathroom was empty and silent. The door to the stall in the far left was open and the toilet was clean. 
Ew, what is going on? I know, I know. Uh, What does it mean? The second it registered in my brain what had just happened, I ran out of the bathroom. I saw no one in the immediate area, no customers, no employees, and I power walked to my car, pausing only to glance out the glass doors at the decomposing mall that now seemed much more ominous than nostalgic. I ran to my car so quickly that I smacked my head on the door as I shoved oh my myself behind the wheel and finally exhaled, pulling out of the parking lot and speeding over to Starbucks because, God damn it, I deserved a Frappuccino after that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I posted this story on TikTok, and it is my most viewed video so far with about 40,000 views. Holy oh my shit. God. And the subject line of the story is actually from my favorite comment that someone posted on that TikTok. Let me read Ooh. it again spending cole's cash in the afterlife okay that's so cute (laughs) and a few people quickly pointed out that through this whole ordeal and during the retelling in the video i was wearing my favorite glow in the dark and that's why we drink hoodie i'm gonna cry that's so nice and then it just ends oh bye um (laughs) bye wow Wow. yeah what does it mean like congrats on the viral video that's exciting very congratulations i um i wonder if what does it mean I mean, how many Coles are there in central Jersey? Like, you could probably just call and be like, have you heard this from other people? Like, like, what is going on? Did somebody have an incident? It sounds like someone maybe was having, like, a a fucking health condition and, like, was desperately trying to push through the doors to, to, like, ask for help and then probably died in the bathroom Ah! or something. That's my only guess. It just feels like a residual haunting of someone needing help and not finding it. Yeah, and the, the the fact that you heard the vomiting and Ugh. the wheezing, like you clearly the wet groaning. Ugh. I mean, and God, honestly, so like sad. I imagine. I mean, I know there was nobody there, so I imagine even if, but I imagine if something had happened and this person actually was there, it would have been in a news report or something, right? Like, oh God, I know, right? Person oh. dies in a Coles. I don't know. Well, but... I wonder. I mean, the the people who work at Coles in that, especially at that Coles, it sounds like. They have no one to talk to except themselves all day long. They have had to have talked about how it feels Something, spooky right? there. The bathrooms. They've, they've talked about. They've had they've to clean those stories. bathrooms. Yeah. Someone else knows. I, if I were you, I would absolutely call and be like, anyone else had an experience there? Because I just freaked myself out. And also all of TikTok knows about it now. So if you're you more like me. me and you're terrified of phone calls. Um, A gentle can, email might You can do, the do an email. You can also do what I do, which is just spend hours on the internet trying to find information, even though <laughs> I could just call and ask. I thought you were going to say, you do what I do, which is just ignore the problem and walk away and oh, dissociate. Well, that's what I'll do about two hours later when I realize this is a, a moot <laughs> pursuit. A moot pursuit? Stop it. <laughs> a moot pursuit? I will not. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. I know that was, like, the, like possibly the smallest detail of this whole episode so far. Oh, I'm so but... glad that I could make you smile. Oh, it, it's so, I just want to keep saying it's like a little Dr. Seuss poem. I just, from now on, I will be using that in my normal vernacular. Uh, a moot pursuit. Oh, I'm so okay. glad. Before I just say it 10,000 times because it feels good on the ears, let's continue. Okay. This next story is from Jordan Hughes' she-they pronouns. Love we a love double a double pronoun. pronoun. Thank you for normalizing pronouns, Jordan. Um, and the subject line is, my uncle almost joined a murderous Mormon cult that tried <gasps> to take over the original temple in Kirkland, Ohio. <laughs> Everything so happens in Ohio. Going on. I'm telling so you. Just, if it's not Florida, it's Ohio. It's uh, Yeah, the two of them, I hate how inextricably linked they are, but they are. I can't <laughs> help it. Uh, did you see that Spotify recently had a playlist that was just called Florida and it was just like the craziest true <laughs> no. crime shit I've ever seen in my no, life. No, but I love that. <sighs> okay, so here is Jordan's story. 
I just submitted this as a topic suggestion, but felt it also fit as a personal story. So my dad grew up in Missouri in the reorganized Church of Latter-day Saints. My dad and most of his brothers had moved away from the RLDS, but one uncle, we'll call him Uncle G, became more religious and is now a pastor. Uncle G had some type of spiritual experience when he was a young man, which really strengthened his faith. Enter Jeffrey Lundgren. In, the, in 1984, the RLDS allowed women to join the priesthood, and this combined with the church's tolerance for the LGBT community, it did not sit well with Lundgren or many other socially conservative church members. So he made an offshoot where he was the leader, of course. Mm, that's like, the only solution. It is. I don't like how things are, so I'm going I'm to become the king. I'm not going to look inward. I'm just going to boss everyone else around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just either you're with me or you're not with me. And mm -hmm. I kind of wish he made his own church and stayed by himself. I, was, I wish nobody were with him, but here we are. Yeah, that's true. So near Kansas City, Missouri, he gained several followers, damn it, in the yeah. form of usually young Mormon families. Mm -hmm. My uncle was one of them, and at the time, it was more of a conservative Bible study group for RLDS members who didn't like the progressive turn of the church, at least to the people besides Lundgren. During the early to mid-80s, my uncle got to know him and really believed in Lundgren's more conservative views on the RLDS so far, he sounds like a treat at holiday dinners. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, in 1987, Lundgren convinced several members to move to a farmhouse in Kirkland, Ohio, oh, near the original Mormon temple. Oh, Jesus. I assume the logic was like, let's be closer to, to our original our traditions. Or some bullshit, yeah. Or our original core tenants, you know, let's be near the, let's symbolically <sighs> move closer. What's it called? Kirtland? Kirkland. Like Kirkland, blueberries. Oh, there's a Kirtland, but not a Kirkland that I can find. Well, well, anyway, close you. enough. Maybe oh, it it's is actually Kirt it is Kirtland. I was gonna Temple. say maybe it's just the the food section of it's Costco. Just, I was gonna say I think Kirkland just probably either auto corrected because yeah, the Kirtland Temple is a National Historic Landmark in Cleveland. Oh, interesting. Well, anyway, in 1987, Lundgren convinced several members to move to a farmhouse in Kirkland, Ohio, near the original Mormon temple. Well, during this time, my uncle really tried to convince his wife to move the family to Kirkland. Luckily, my uncle's now ex-wife was pretty controlling, and my uncle generally just wanted to please her, and she did not want to be that far away from the family mm. in Missouri. Finally, being controlling worked once, I guess. Yeah. So. Without getting into all the crazy details that come down with a doomsday cult, a family of five pretty similar to my uncle's family, also Missouri RLDS white middle class family with a few elementary middle school age kids, they ended up being massacred two years <gasps> later what? For, for secretly putting some money aside to support their daughter's future rather <gasps> than giving absolutely everything to Lundgren. What the fuck? Me and my, so they were probably like seeing a way out. Jesus or, Christ. Or doubting him in some way. Me and my cousins found out about this only a couple of years ago and it blew our minds while <gasps> my dad and his other brothers who knew about it this whole time and didn't think to mention it, they weren't surprised at all and just oh. saw it as very in line with G's personality. Ew. I guess sometimes being in a controlling relationship has hidden perks. The murders are obviously the worst thing Lundgren did, but the whole story is a roller coaster with some interesting Mormon history. So, Christine, I hope you cover this one one day. 
I didn't get even get into the militia or the curse from Joseph Smith or the temple coup plan or money laundering oh. or doomsday camp in the woods or the wild trial. It's honestly one of those stories with so many layers that you might have to split it into two parts, even without my own family drama. Wow. And that is Jordan's story. Jeez. So good luck, Christine. Have fun. <laughs> Ooh, that is that, wild. That's crazy. That's, I had no idea about this. Um, Jeez, I mean, I just looked up the guy. Yeah, Kurt, I think it's Kirtland, Ohio. And he was an American self-proclaimed prophet, cult leader, and mass murderer. who killed Uncle a family G. of five. And, uh, well, he's not Uncle G, right? Or he no. is? No, I no. don't think so. Just oh, okay. Um, yeah, wow. That's horrifying. He mm. uh, died in Southern Ohio Correctional Facility. So clearly Oof. went to prison for that. Wow, that is dark. Dark, dark, dark. Okay. Um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, I think this is the last one. So this is called A Celebrity Cult, Another Cult. And this is from Kelly. He uses she, her, hers pronouns and says, hello, lemons and only lemons. Okay, fair enough. I've been listening to your podcast since day one and has helped me get through long car drives and Sunday cleaning days. I actually went to your live show in Nashville and had an amazing time. Cool. I've been wanting to write in a story for some time now and decided today was the day. This story is not something I personally experienced, but I heard it from my boss. We'll call him Joe, who used to be a sheriff in Colorado about 25 years ago. Okay. Joe would usually be sent out into the mountains for different types of 911 calls. One night, Joe got a call from dispatch reporting that there was a noise disturbance in the mountains an hour out of town. Joe drove to the spot where the disturbance was reported. It's important to note that he described the road leading up to this area as a one-way dirt road. It was almost impossible to get up this mountain without a truck, SUV, etc. Joe stopped his truck at the entrance of this one-way road and decided to hike up the hill so whoever was making this disturbance did not hear his tires coming up the dirt road. While walking up this hill, he saw dozens of luxury cars, Lamborghinis, Bugattis, Rolls Royce. Cars that are no way fit to be driving up this steep mountain. Oh, geez. Mm, I don't like that. Doesn't seem good. It It seems bad. Fishy, fishy. Joe started to take pictures of each car and each license plate. In the distance, he saw a fire pit with individuals standing around it. Oh my god, I'm scared. Joe got about 10 feet from where these individuals were and crouched behind a rock and some trees. Joe told me there was no possible way that anyone who was standing near the fire could see him due to it being dark and how far away he was. He witnessed okay. around 15 people standing in black coats, cloaks, Forget I'm it. sorry, black cloaks, and one in a red one. Ew. I would have absolutely backed away and never returned. Never come back. <laughs> I've been like never. I would have at least called for backup. One Joe versus all these people. This sounds like a Stephen King situation. Like I know. Oh God. He was watching them. Yeah, I would have gone back, but taken all those pictures of license plates with me, and then like oh, kept yes. all of them up. You know, a thousand percent. He was watching them chant something, but could not exactly hear what it was. All of a sudden, he watched the individual standing. <gasps> Standing in, oh my god, what? I'm scared. I'm home alone right now. I'm so scared. All of a sudden, he watched the individual standing in the red cloak turn directly into his direction. <gasps> he got goose cam all down his spine. Joe oh said god. everything in his body was telling him to get out of there and call for backup. Joe sprinted back down. Ooh, so they're all chanting, and then the red robe person just looks right at you oh, in the bushes. I hate it. <laughs> Joe sprinted back down where the entrance slash exit was. He called dispatch for backup, and about an hour later, the other police officer showed up. Joe told them exactly what he saw. 
Joe and the other officers started walking back up the hill where he saw the cars and the individuals around the fire. But unfortunately, there was not a single trace that anyone had been on the mountain. I was going to say, the, they, they, they were gone, gone They were by out then. of there. All of the cars were gone with no tire tracks to be seen. Oh, <gasps> yeah. There was no Ew. fire pit and no creepy-ass people in cloaks. Joe said no. his coworkers did not believe him fully. Well, yeah, I guess I can't blame them if there really is no trace. Yeah. I guess so, but wow! Like a ma- like the gaslighting alone. I know. Imagine like, how what? hard that would be. Like I swear to God. Uh, Joe said his coworkers fully did not believe him since there was no evidence until Joe showed them the photos of the cars and license plates. Okay, okay good. Thank God. Whew, I hate when that happens, and you're like, believe him. Joe and the officers all had a wary feeling and decided to call it a night and get the hell off that mountain. The next day, Joe started running the license plate numbers in the database. Joe said that each car was registered to some A-lister celebrities. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I, of course, being nosy, immediately asked who. To this day, he will not tell me due to it still being an ongoing investigation. Oh, my God. To this day, he does not know how they covered their tracks and left that mountain without going down that one-way road. Jesus. What? Holy Thanks for reading. Love all that you do. Now, listen to me right now, Kelly. Did you just drope us into some horrible... <laughs> I am so scared that they're going to come knock on our door and be like, take it down, take down the episode. Uh, oh, my God. If we do get an if we do get an anonymous email that just says delete it, I'm going to be like, <gasps> okay, well... Done. I'm telling people now, if I, find, if I feel like there's any anonymous tip coming towards me at all, it will be told. It will be told... Not to the masses, but at least to somebody I trust and yeah. you don't know who. And if something happens to me, then Christine, I need you to cover it's it. It's called the a friend sh- A, okay? <laughs> <laughs> also, if either of us ever get invited to this thing, what if, what if we were at the fire that night, Christine? <gasps> they just don't know. Like, we just read our own story and we're actually finding out right we just, now we, that we were busted. We got our memories wiped. Oh, oh it's too bad you. I left my Bugatti license plate uncovered. <laughs> too bad when i heard bugatti i thought oh that must have been me yeah the rolls rice oh god mine i hope not mine I, if they got my plate i'm screwed we put those and that's why i drink bumper stickers on them so like we should have figured out who we were your your bugatti had a picture of my face doing this <laughs> and you hadn't put mine up yet and i was pretty offended honestly honestly i might have saved you though at this point so i guess so yeah thank wow. you wow well Thank you uh, so much for that uh, horror fest. I really hope nobody ever comes reaching out to us that we just maybe outed an an A-list. You know, there's a bunch of TikTok people who like do like blind items. I would be interested to see if they know anything about like an A-list celebrity What's a blind item? I don't. So, okay. I don't know what a blind item is, except that it's like anonymous tips. I don't know how you. But it's anonymous tips that have been like historically pretty accurate a lot of the time. I love those. Kind of conspiracy Um, yeah, and it's like it's always very vague, but you can kind of guess what it's about. And like, you know, I'm sure I the people that. in the blind items don't like that their sure. shit's being told. But um, a lot of times things have been right. And so, uh, if there's a blind item about an A-list celebrity cult, Man. you know, let's all pay attention to that. So, I mean, I mean, I know some stories that uh, involve some very rich, powerful people because I knew some people who worked in the service industry for those rich powerful people and were willing to break their ndas for some girl they met at the gym aka me um <laughs> back when i went to a gym that was like the only enjoyable experience ever i ever had at a gym um 
and also like the least productive because I was just asking questions and not doing anything. Honestly, I would hope I don't care how married and with child you are ever. You better flirt your ass off if you ever hear about another NDA thing like this. Any day. I will not let it stay unsaid ever. If Allison ever came home and said that someone was willing to give her confidential celebrity (sighs) gossip like in exchange for flirting. And she told me she didn't do it. I'd be like, we have to break up because you don't understand the assignment. You failed your test. A thousand percent. Yeah. And she told me some really wild shit that I absolutely don't feel comfortable sharing in public. And when she told me that, I was like, girl, you're going to get yourself in big fucking trouble. Have you you told me? Yeah, I think I've told you. (laughs) Of course I've told you. I've told you and I've told uh, Blaze and probably my mom. But um, that's about it. <laughs> I, um, I'm not going to say it publicly because I don't want to get targeted. You know, I've definitely told you things that I can't say out yeah, loud. Yeah, it's fun to tell people we've, things. It's also fun that we've like hinted about things before, but I nobody knows what we're talking about, which is probably like, so annoying. And but I love it. <laughs> like, just know we're trying. Like, that's the best I want we can to do. Tell you and we, so bad. I promise we want to tell you, and we just can never. Maybe um, in like five or ten years, depending on how things play out. With maybe when certain people are are dead. gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Once we can't actually officially get them in prison for the things exactly. that they probably deserve to be in prison for. Yeah. Um, man. Okay. Ooh. Well, like, man, what, what a, a good, tale. what a what a good one to end on. I really do want to know if we know anybody that has. Can, we should talk to our manager. You know. Oh. She might know. She things. wouldn't tell us. She knows that we're, we have too big of mouths. I know. But she would never trust. She's listening she to knows... this right now going, no, you can't hear anything. <laughs> well, also, even if she, I, I don't know if she would rep anybody who would be in one of those cults, but I think she might have heard things through the grapevine. I feel like you know she, if saying? anyone knows uh, some gossip, yeah, she would know. I'll text her. Sure. I'll text her and be, I'll, I'll put you in the text. I'll be okay, like, what amazing. do you know? Amazing. Thank you. What do you know? Uh, tell us what you know. She's gonna be like, tell us what you dinner. know. What do you want from me? <laughs> She's literally out of the country right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's worth it. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we're going to keep sleuthing over here. I Honestly, I have only co- complete faith in Christine's ability to find anything in 30 seconds or less. So I'm I think so, maybe I'm this is... to go research. I have a feeling this is like going to be about like a 26, 27 second find for you. And no, no. We'll I know wish. something. I wish. Uh, I don't want to insult uh, their uncle here, her uncle, and be like... Oh, no, sure I think I, I would have done everything. I would have done exactly everything he did. I would have kept my mouth shut. I would be scared. Because what if they saw my face and they're that powerful? Oh my yeah, God. No, I they would. They clearly saw that or sensed that he was there, which is terrifying. I absolutely would have. You know what I would have done? Though? my pants. Oh. Yeah. Not that. Okay. That's pretty much it. I, I wonder. Um, I wonder how it ended. So, Joe, if you're out there, we're rooting for Ooh. you and your team. Ooh, and, I got goose uh, cam. And that's it. I well, want to know, but don't make, make sure he tells you, make sure he knows that the second that he's allowed to, that he tells you Kelly, cause I need to know more. There you have it. There you have it. I, uh, I wish you well, everybody. I hope, uh, anyone who's an A-list celebrity in this cult or another, um, don't come at me. It's not our fault that you got <laughs> We're busted. Sorry. And we didn't uh, mean it. We're we didn't mean nosy. it. We're so nosy. Curiosity really, really will kill a cat, and I'm the cat. And we're the cat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, until then, we will uh, thank you for sending in your submissions, everybody. And uh, you can continue to send in your submissions to, is it still, uh, just our website. We've got a submission form there. And uh, we will see you with more listener stories next month in February. Yay! I can't wait.
And that's why we drank. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Mm-hmm. 